Shabbat Shalom everyone, I'm Rabbi David Levine and this is Live From Home and Sandy and I want to welcome you tonight and all of the Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue members who are able to join us, all of our podcast listeners from around the world, everyone who can be with us tonight. We're just so glad that you could join in with us. This is Arab Shabbat on Friday, May 8th, 2020. And this evening, Rabbi Yuri and Rabbitson Ina Korshin will welcome us to their home and lead us in Hebrew prayers and worship. And after that, I'll join back in for Live From Home with a segment on Shabbat and the importance and all the benefits that we get from Shabbat. Then we'll return to the Korshin home for a final worship song. So it's gonna be a great evening and I wanna encourage you to hit the share button right now so you can let your Facebook friends know at the beginning to start up with us. And also please hit the like and the follow buttons that gives Facebook the opportunity to notify you of great things that are happening in each event as it comes up. And I wanna invite you as well to join with your comments tonight on Facebook. I'd like to give a special invitation to those who have not written any comments before. We'd love the chance to hear from you tonight and to greet you. So a warm welcome to all of our podcast listeners, to our international friends all over the world. So glad you could be with us now. And to everyone who's a first time visitor with us, first time on Live From Home with us, a very special welcome. So from Sandy and me, Shabbat Shalom, and now let's join the Korshans to Live From Home. Shabbat Shalom congregation. Good evening, everyone, and welcome into our home. Let's welcome Shabbat. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the Universe, who has sanctified us in your word and given us Yeshua, our Messiah, and commanded us to be light to the world. Amen. And let us proceed with Shema. Let's pray together. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malchuto Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed the name of his glorious kingdom for all eternity. Amen. 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 And let's proceed with Shamru Bnei Israel. The children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat 
absorbing it throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Amen.
Lord, thank you so much for this time, Lord. Thank you for Shabbat. Thank you for your peace, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord, with us. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Thank you so much. And let's welcome Rabbi David from his home. Rabbi David. Wow, what a wonderful time of worship. And I noticed on the comments tonight, many people were making comments about David Corshin's keyboard playing, how beautiful it was and how grateful they are. So David, we say thank you for serving together with your parents. It's one of the beautiful parts of Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue. Part of our vision is young and old together, all generations from the youngest to the oldest serving together. And this is just a wonderful example of the Corshin family, uh, all three together serving the Lord tonight and serving with us and leading us in worship. What a wonderful time. And remember at the end, Tonight, we'll return back to their home for another worship song. And then tomorrow at 1030, you can join us with all new set of worship. It's going to be a great time. So congratulations to David Corshin for some beautiful keyboard playing. And also, we want to congratulate Kate, Catherine Muhlendorf, Muhlendorf rather. Um, Kate turned 18 this week. Kate, we're so excited for you and so thrilled for you reaching your Chai birthday in Hebrew. 18 is Chai. And we love you, Kate, and all your friends, all the Mishpacha at Beth Israel. Say Shabbat Shalom to you. Happy birthday to you. Congratulations. And everyone who's, who's on with us live right now, why don't you write a happy birthday greeting to Kate as well? as she celebrates this 18th birthday and she's graduating from high school with a virtual uh, ceremony as I understand you know that's going to be one of the hallmarks of this year's graduating classes both high school and college that they weren't able to have the normal physical in place kind of graduations and commencements that we're all familiar with so it's still a wonderful time to celebrate the accomplishments of all these students, high school students and college students. And we're celebrating with Kate as she turns 18 and also as she's getting ready for her graduation. So Shabbat Shalom, everyone. And we're going to begin our study tonight with a prayer that we like to say whenever we're together studying at Beth Israel in the sanctuary. So you can join me. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. One of the challenges that we're facing right now is this, the rhythms of our lives have been disrupted. And many of the patterns, the pace and the tempo of life, the beats, if you will, have been changed for, for most of us. And we're trying to adjust and we're, we're trying to adapt. The external things of life have been changed and affected by the pandemic. And the Torah portion of this week speaks about the rhythms of the life of faith, the weekly rhythm of Shabbat, the rhythm of the holidays in the spring and in the fall, and the rhythm of life that develops for those who follow the Lord and those who allow the Lord's schedule, if you will, to set the tempo for us. So for me, it's a good reminder. 
We have a rhythm to our lives that's not dependent on outward circumstances. Our lives have a heartbeat, if you will. We have seven days of the week. Each one of us has it all over the world. There are seven days. Everyone grasps that. And we have days of work and we have a day of rest. And each week, Shabbat comes whether you're ready or not, it reminds me of hide and go seek as a kid. You do the countdown or the count up, depending on your neighborhood preference or your family preference. And then you shout, ready or not, here I come. And that's the way Shabbat is. There's a certain moment where Shabbat is here, ready or not, here's Shabbat. And if you're ready, it's a time to enter into rest, to join together with God and God's people, a time to worship together to pray together, to read God's word together, to study the scriptures together, and to be together in the presence of the Lord. Yeshua taught us wherever two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of us, of you. He is here with us. Whether you're gathered together at home with others or you're gathered with all of right now, all over the world, and those who are going to be joining us later via podcast or watching the Facebook Live rebroadcast, on our Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Facebook page. However you're joining us, you're together with us. And I want to say that to be together like this is, is so wonderful. I value this time that we're having together even now. And though some parts of our lives are disrupted, not everything is disruptive. Disrupted. And Shabbat still comes on Friday evening every week. Shabbat still continues through Saturday into Saturday evening and sundown. And it's during this time that we stop. It's during this time that we pause, not because we must, but because we can. We're allowed to stop. We're allowed to take a breath with God and to be refreshed with him. And I can tell from reading the scriptures that the great people of God enjoyed the rhythm of Shabbat and allowed their lives to participate in that rhythm. I can tell from the scriptures that Yeshua, our Messiah, our teacher, our Lord, our master, he enjoyed Shabbat too. And that's why you would find Yeshua in synagogue each Saturday, enjoying Shabbat with his community. But you say, well, we aren't in synagogue now. And I miss that so much. And I can say I do too. But let's remember this, together, you and I, all of us together, become a sanctuary for the Lord. And though our physical building is important and it's useful to us, we are part of another kind of building. We have been built together to be a sanctuary where the Lord can dwell in our midst. And even though we may be physically separated, we can be spiritually united. And that's why when we do gather together physically and at any time, it's powerful. It's also enjoyable. And so what can you do now? What can you do today? What can you do tonight? I want to encourage you, worship with us. Set aside every Friday evening at 7.30 p.m. We take about an hour together. Set aside Saturday morning at 10.30 as well for another hour together. And you might say, well, I'm a Friday person. Or you might say, oh, I'm a Saturday person. And I would want to encourage you in this season while you've got some freedoms in your schedule, even though everything's sort of upside down, let God get his hands on it and do a hafuch thing where he turns things upside down to set them right side up. 
and let your schedule have a little bit of change. I want to encourage you to try to join with us on Friday night and Saturday morning and to allow these times together to enrich your experience of Shabbat with us. Join us and include your whole family. Listen together, watch together, sing together with us, pray with us, study with us, bring your Bibles and open the scriptures with us every time we do also. And invite the Lord into your home for these two different hours. And not just these two hours, but for the full measure of Shabbat. Welcome the Lord into your house so that your house would be filled with the presence of the Lord. And remember what the prophet Isaiah spoke about. It's in Isaiah 58, verse 13. Call the Shabbat a delight, oneg, oneg Shabbat, and the Lord's holy day honorable. Call the Shabbat a delight. What does that mean? It's not just saying it in words, but it's experiencing the joy of Shabbat. And to consider Shabbat to be a pleasure pleasant and nice, even wonderful. And what does it mean to call the Lord's holy day honorable? It means to consider Shabbat worthy of honor, worthy of honoring, valuable and special, worthy of setting aside. That's what a holy thing is. It's been set aside for a purpose and you recognize the purpose and you participate with it. To recognize Shabbat in this way means to say, you know what, I am going to experience Shabbat in new and greater measures during this season. The rhythm of my life at work may be disrupted and the ways that I do things, the sports activities, the recreational activities, even a lot of the fellowship that we normally have with family, with friends has been disrupted. But I can tell you this, your fellowship with the Lord and your fellowship with all of us together can take on new qualities. I wanna encourage you to read the scriptures during this season, to get in the habit of reading the Torah portion with us, the Haft Torah and the Brita Chadashah, the writings of the New Covenant. You can, you can participate with us. We post the, the readings each week. We have an annual reading program that we also make available to you. And there are many ways that you can stay in touch with us and you can get in the habit of reading in advance with us. And then when we're reading together, when we're studying scripture together, you are already prepared. You're familiar, you're thinking about, you're asking the Lord for insight. And not only that, after we celebrate Shabbat together, you can take time to look at the scriptures again and to explore again and to follow up and to dig deeper yourself, study and show yourself approved as a workman who knows how to handle rightly the word of God. So to call the Lord's Day honorable is not just to say it in words, it's to express it with an allocation of time, to consider this time to be really valuable and to enjoy the time. And I can tell you this, it all depends on perspective. It's the point of view that you have that determines what you get out of this, I believe. Yeshua gave us his point of view in Mark chapter 2, verse 27. And it's a powerful point of view. And it's a messianic insight that is so useful for us. Yeshua said to them, Shabbat was made for mankind, 
not man for Shabbat. Another way of saying it is that Shabbat was made for the benefit of people, for our benefit, for your benefit, for my benefit. Shabbat was given to meet our needs. Another way of saying it is this, we need Shabbat. Shabbat was made for us because we need it. We need this rhythm in life. We need this time that's set aside. We need the habit and the pattern of gathering together, of gathering with the Lord, and of celebrating Shabbat with him, of taking rest with the Lord. It's, it's something you and I need. And when we try to live our lives without enough Shabbat, you know what? We become tired. We become worn out. We lose perspective about life. We, we wonder what's everything about. And you know what? You could be focused on all the wrong things if you lose God's perspective especially in times like these. You know, it's so serious what's going on all around the world with this pandemic. And many people are suffering. Many people are glad that the sickness has not touched them and their family, but they're aware of the suffering of others. And there's been so much disruption. There's unemployment all around us at a level that hasn't been experienced in generations, really. And there's financial hardship for many. There are people who have had their jobs cut back. There are people who have lost their jobs. There are people who have lost their businesses and others have been forced into bankruptcy. This is a difficult time and it would not be hard to get lost in the difficulty. But even in the midst of trials and tribulations, you and I can draw close together we can draw close to the Lord. We can find strength in the Lord. There may be some trials that could turn out very poorly, some difficulties that could turn out very poorly if you leave God out. But if you include God, if you make him the center of your life, if you organize your life around him, if you seek him with all of your heart, soul, and strength, if you allow him to be the one who defines priorities for you, if you allow the rhythm of your life to be determined by God's priorities. I can tell you this, even when you go through difficulty, God can bring something good out of it. Even when you go through a challenge where you feel cornered as the children of Israel did when they were trapped at the Red Sea and the Egyptians were in hot pursuit, God can open things up for you. He can do things for you. He can turn as he did for the patriarch Joseph, times of imprisonment into times of anointing and fellowship with the Lord. You may be in the most difficult of circumstances right now. You may be in mourning. You may be facing challenges that you never thought you would have to face. And I can tell you this, if you think you're alone, you may act as if you are alone. And that loneliness, that being alone can lead to great problems. But if you understand this, that God is with you, that Yeshua came down from heaven, he took on a human body in order to experience what you and I go through, to experience the challenges, even the processes that can make us think in the wrong way. Yeshua went through all of that. And how did he stay connected? How did he stay fixed and solid with all that is divine and true and right? He stayed connected to the Father. The Son stayed close to the Father. He listened, 
He watched. Why did he need to do that? It was because when God comes down to us, even though fully God and he takes on a human body, that human body is subject to all the temptations, all the sensations, all the emotions, all the thoughts, all the wild thoughts that human beings can have. And what did Yeshua do? He, he allowed his humanity to stay submitted to his divinity. And I can tell you that you and I have been given the Holy Spirit. So we have an opportunity to do something like that. And the Spirit of God in us can, can have authority over us. Your emotions may be running wild sometimes. They may be unstable. Your circumstances may be uh, just absolutely disturbing to you right now. You may having, be having difficulty dealing with the changes or you're in the midst of suffering or mourning. And I can tell you this, your humanity needs comfort. Where do you get that comfort? From the Lord. The Spirit of God in you and the Spirit of God who is everywhere can guide you and can lead you. You really can't do life without the Holy Spirit. That's what Yeshua said. We need the promise of the Holy Spirit. He told his disciples to wait together and to, in a sense, self-quarantine, to isolate themselves, to wait until they receive the Holy Spirit. And if you have, if you've been exploring the life of faith, but you haven't received the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to stay connected with us during the season of preparation as we're getting ready for Shavuot, which celebrates and commemorates the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we'll pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. What do you need to do in the meantime? Make sure that your faith is true. Make sure that you have begun with a life of repentance, not just feeling bad, not just crying tears, just, just not just having regrets, but making a turn, a real change in direction. That's what repentance means. It means to turn around and turn towards God, to turn away from everything that would pull you from God or lead you away from him and to turn directly to him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with, with all of your intellect, with all of your personality, with, with your physicality, with every gift that you have, and even with your weaknesses and all of your insecurities, to turn to him and to put your trust in him. That act of turning and that act of trusting, that brings you into a right relationship with God. But as you're turning, you discover the simple truth that you're still flawed, you still have temptation, you still have weaknesses, you still give in to sin. Sometimes you're tempted and you just give in. Sometimes you're weak. And though you don't want to be weak, you are. And that's why you need Yeshua, because every one of us needs to know how do we receive forgiveness and how do we receive an atoning sacrifice for our sin? We don't have the temple anymore because the system has changed. The system of forgiveness has changed. As the temple system was coming to an end, God sent his only son to to wrap up in himself the perfect sacrifice, to consummate in himself 
the perfect sacrifice. And God himself became our redeemer. That's the teaching of the prophets of Israel. That's the teaching of the apostles of Israel. That's the teaching of the Torah, of the writings of the scriptures, of both the Sinai covenant and the new covenant. We cannot redeem ourselves. We need a redeemer. And God is our redeemer. The big surprise for many people is that Mashiach, Messiah, is the redeemer and the redeemer is the Lord. That Messiah is the Lord. That's a big surprise for some people. Many Jewish people were looking for another person, another Messiah, and they didn't recognize that God himself would come down and that he would become the kinsman redeemer for us. But now we know. Now we understand. And because of that, you and I can move in concert with all those who were faithful in the days of old, with the great patriarchs and matriarchs of our faith, with those who, who gave birth to the people Israel and the people of faith all around the world. You and I don't have to be misled. We don't have to be confused. We don't have to wonder what is the truth. The truth has been revealed and it will set us free. Now, sometimes we're locked in our own habits and our own traditions, our own understandings, even the misunderstandings of a whole generation of us or multiple generations. I was thinking about something that gives me a, a frame of reference. You know that there have been microbes and germs and sickness caused by by microbes forever since the world fell. You know that. But there were generations after generations that did not know that microbes existed. They had other theories. They had other ideas. They knew sickness existed, but they didn't know about the causes. And, and when there was the discovery of these microscopic disease carriers and causers, it changed the way people understood how they should live, how to wash their hands, how to, how to keep sanit, sanitized conditions, how to, how to do medicine was utterly transformed, how to do surgery was completely transformed. Yet, even before that, the scriptures generations and generations before taught the children of Israel, God taught the children of Israel to live sanitary lives, to wash their hands, to have sanitation facilities outside the camp, and to, um, to have their latrines, if you will, outside the camp to take a shovel and to bury their excrement, and not just to leave it in the open or to allow it to go into the water sources even if they didn't have microscopes at that time, you know what? They understood something because God revealed it. But there were generations of other people who didn't have the revelation or didn't accept the revelation that was in the scriptures, or they couldn't prove the revelation. And they thought because they couldn't prove it, they were smarter because they didn't believe in the revelation. Well, it's not a matter of being smart by not believing, the smartest thing you can do is to believe what God has revealed. And you might say, well, I can't prove it all. And that's true because you can't prove a lot of things, but you can verify them through existence. 
and through your participation, through your experience. And you can find, as the children of Israel did, as the Jewish people did throughout history, that washing their hands is a good idea. And the Jewish people have ritualized the process of washing hands before eating. I think if every people group would learn to do that, there'd be less disease of every kind. There'd be less sickness, not just the pandemic, but every kind of sickness. And there are so many foodborne illnesses that could be remedied if people learn to wash their hands and learn some of the habits that have developed because of people following the scriptures. Well, Yeshua had a perspective. He understood something that other people said, well, you can't prove that, but he understood it was true. Shabbat was made for man, not man for Shabbat. So what that means is Yeshua understood and the scriptures reveal that you and I need Shabbat. And that's why Yeshua took Shabbat himself. That's why he set time aside for Shabbat. He needed Shabbat. And here's a powerful scripture and a powerful idea that may challenge you. The Lord is refreshed on Shabbat. Six days the Lord was creating and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. How about that? The Lord himself is refreshed on Shabbat. Think about that. God our Father in heaven is, is refreshed on Shabbat. Yeshua the Son incarnate, the incarnation of God. God made alive to us in our world. He also was refreshed on Shabbat. And also, just to speak to those of you who are saying, are you talking about two gods or even three gods? The answer is no, there's one God, but he can be manifest in many different ways all at the same time. And the son can speak to the father and the father can speak to the son and the spirit of God in you can speak to the father in heaven and the spirit of God in you can have fellowship with Yeshua. One God working in many different ways. One God, one spirit, revealing himself within us, inside of us, revealing himself next to us, revealing himself at a great distance, far better than us, higher than us, perfect and pure and holy. God is with us. That's one of the things we can remember. And every time we take Shabbat together, not just for a moment, but we take the full measure of Shabbat. We get a level of refreshment and a measure of refreshment that we really need. I want to encourage all of the type A personalities, all of the people who are A squared or high A's, the ones who, who have to be doing, doing, doing. I want to encourage you to use this Shabbat not to do, do, do the kinds of things that keep you busy, not your projects, not your busyness, not your income producing activities, not even your hobbies, but do things that are spiritual, do things that are good for your family, rest together, study together, worship together. And you know what? You and I can be refreshed with the Lord and you and I can do great things together with the Lord during this time. Even though we're limited, we can do more together. So what can you do today? That's a good question. I can tell you tonight, give a friend a call and see how they're doing. Pray with her, pray with him. 
Tell him, tell her that you're thinking of him. Have a nice conversation. It's permitted to have that kind of fellowship on Shabbat, I believe. Write a note to someone you miss. Tell them that you love them. When you use your abilities for the holy things of God, for godly purposes. It's not regular work. That's not the kind of thing that you need to cease and desist from. It's godly work. Later on, here's something else you can do. When the video of today's service, tonight's service is posted again on Facebook, play the worship in the Hebrew prayers again. Play again the welcoming of Shabbat at the Korshan family and then um, the worship songs together and sing along. You can find the lyrics on our Facebook page, uh, the Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Facebook page. Look for the Live From Home post tonight and you will see that we have posted the lyrics as well for the songs tonight and as well for the songs tomorrow. They'll be separately posted and worship a little extra this weekend. And as you do, I think that the rhythm of your life can be renewed, can be restored, and you can enter in to the joy of Shabbat. It's a great joy to be with you. And our main objective, remember, on these live from home sessions is to gather together and to continue our life as mishpacha, to stay connected. As your rabbis and rabbits and Sandy and I, and Rabbi Yuri and Rabbits and Ina, the leaders of Beth Israel with us, we want to stay connected with you during this time. We want you to stay connected with us and with each other. Thanks to each of you who are part of the Beth Israel Mishpocha and everyone who's taking time to connect like this. Special thanks to the Stone family and the Dexter House family that are working together, um, moderating the comment section and making sure that everyone gets a greeting. We're so glad that you can participate with us on Facebook in this way. And as your rabbis and Rebbitson, we appreciate you doing this so much. And we say thank you really from the bottom of our hearts. We are so grateful to you and to be part of the Mishpacha together. I want to thank you as well for continuing to support Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue during this time. Your faithful giving gives stability to us and enables us not only to continue, but to expand what we're doing. To, to reach tens of thousands more people, which we've had the opportunity to reach. And I hope in the next few weeks, somehow we'll reach up to 100,000 more people than we've reached before using Live From Home and the other means that we have that are now available to us. I want to remind you also that you can, you can listen on our podcast available through Apple and the podcast apps and through Stitcher and through your favorite podcast app. We're, we're all over the world on podcast and you can join with us. Special greetings to everyone who is a podcast listener. We love you. We appreciate you. And we love to hear from you as well. And I want to tell you, especially for, for those of you who we're so accustomed to bringing your offerings to Shabbat services on Friday night or Saturday as an extension and an expression of your worship. We are grateful to you that you have learned to adapt and you're using our online giving portals like Giving Fire and PayPal, and you're using your bank pay and uh, using even the postal system to send your checks. And you're providing continued support for us. It makes a 
huge difference for us. And it enables those of us who are serving you to, to move forward with great confidence and stability. It also enables us to do even more together than we could ever do by ourselves. One of the things that's on our heart during this time and season is our brothers and sisters, the rabbis and Rebetzin and their families in Ukraine and Crimea who are part of our mishpacha together. And we love them. We want to provide some additional help for them because they are going through the pandemic as well with even more hardship. And there's, um, there's just so much hardship and we want to be able to send extra blessings to them this month. And I want to encourage you to, to give an extra offering for our brothers and sisters, the rabbis and Rebetzin and their family in Ukraine and Crimea. We have special funds set aside for that. And I want to encourage you to participate. You can do so, uh, through all the normal channels. If you want to find our addresses or the connection points for giving, you can go to our website, bethisraelnow.com slash giving, and you'll find Giving Fire and PayPal links, and you'll also find how you can just send checks in the mail or set up your bill pay system through your bank. Our Giving Fire portal and our PayPal service are very secure. They're easy to set up and we've had no security breaches at all. So thank you to everyone who continues to be faithful. Thank you to those who have a vision for this community together and who are even thinking and brainstorming right now. How can I do my ministry now at Beth Israel in these new circumstances? How can we launch together? How can we rally together? How, we can, how can we serve together in order to reach so many people all over the world? We are just glad to be with you and we're glad to have time with you. We're glad to be able to experience Shabbat with you. And I, I got a note from my wife that... Um, Australia's listening. Shabbat Shalom, Australia. We're glad that you're watching with us and so happy that you can be with us all over the world. People are joining with us. We're together in more than 100 countries through Facebook Live, through this Live from Home session, through our podcast. And we are just so grateful for everyone at Beth Israel who helps make this happen. For the whole ministry team that's, that's participating in Facebook Live, for, for Brian Rose, for the Rebetzin, for, the, for Rabbi Yuri, for all of you who are making this happen, for, for Brian Stone and his household, we're so grateful. For Cantor Aaron Jacobs and Kim, we're so grateful for you. For Ruth and all the others who are participating and making this possible, we thank you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And all of you who are watching right now, all of you who are on Facebook, why don't you just give a shout out and a thanks on the comment section to everyone who's serving together to keep us connected. It really does make a difference. You can join us on our Facebook pages, our Beth Israel Facebook page, our Messianic Jewish Teachings Facebook page, and my personal Facebook page, David Levine. And you can also use our BethIsraelNow.com website and Messianic Jewish Teachings Now 
Com website. A lot of different websites, a lot of different portals, cross-posting of different kinds, but it enables us to do a variety of different things in each of those uh, opportunities for connection. So we're glad that you're joining with us. And I want to close tonight with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel. And you can gather together with your family. My wife is is uh, is watching live in another room and she's enjoying the Shabbat on the porch. And I love you, Sandy. And Sandy sends her greetings to all of you, but she's not coming on camera tonight. She'll be with us tomorrow. But let's join together. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep watch over you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. And Mazel Tov again to Kate, to Catherine Muhlendorf. We're so happy that you turned 18 this week and we're celebrating with you. And we are now going to return to the Korshans home for one more worship song. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom. Shabbat shalom.